News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Thank God for my life, for the stars and stripes, may freedom forever fly, and the radio Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is your show for everything real estate. We're talking about buying, selling, investing. The market is changing. We're going to be diving into that in this episode, as well as interviewing some key industry players like Chief Industry Officer, officer of HomeSmart Professionals, Todd Sumney. He's got a big job for HomeSmart, and uh, he's in charge of, of bringing on new business, new agents, and runs over 15,000 agents. This is a top dog guy you're going to want to hear from. We also have Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections telling you what to do with that home inspection once you have it. And George Metz giving you some moving advice and tips. Thanks for tuning in. If you're on Facebook Live, thank you very much for watching. If you are uh, you know, tuning in for the first time, again, this is your real estate show. Anything you need at any time, call us on our off-air number 401-359-2338. Um, but in the studio right now, we have Christina Marcello, and she is our uh, she's our producer over here. She's also That's a me. real estate agent, so she's a lot of fun to have on the show because we can go back and forth and really educate our our uh, our listeners. Oh yeah, definitely, always fun, Amelia, on yeah. both sides of the coin here. Definitely. So I'm used to Christina. I'm used to having my these on, yeah. and I can hear you loud and clear with it. <laughs> this is kind of different. Oh, like sorry, I, sorry. I'll no, speak no, up a little. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Very good. So, um. The market is changing. Things are shifting. Uh, you know, we're seeing things actually start from the top down as far as sales prices go. Okay, um, check this out. Right over the past month, over the past month, over one billion with a B, Ooh. not million, over one billion dollars in price reductions across the country. Okay. Wow. Now we're seeing prices. What does that mean? We're seeing people list their homes and instead of selling them at those crazy high prices, they're now taking them down. I think a huge thing right now is prices are coming down. They're being reduced for the simple fact that people are putting their homes on the market too high in price. I think there's a little bit less demand out there right now, especially because of the back to school time. Exactly. And because a lot of people now have money and they're going on vacations. So I don't necessarily think that the housing market is going to collapse, as some people may say. But I do think that we're coming to the point now where prices are at an all-time median high. I mean, they're higher now than where they were in 2000 and five, six, and seven, and that's really darn high. So when you mix that with increased mortgage rates, I think that things have to start kind of escalating at a, a slower, lower pace because look at year over year, we're about 11% higher in price on the median home here in Rhode Island. And I know Massachusetts, a neighbor of Massachusetts, you know, they're seeing huge price increases as well. So, right. Right? So we can't continue growing at such a pace. It just doesn't work. Realistically, what I see happening is I see, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily see prices coming down no, right no. now. I think it would take something like of an international, like crazy level, like 
I mean, anything can cause that, right? Um, right, a drastic decrease, which is not what we're talking about. Yeah, but because the the last decrease that happened in 2008, yeah. right? And then we finally hit our bottom 2012 was because of predatory lending. We don't have that right now. The buyers that are out there right now are actually qualified and are actually earning an income. Check this fact out, right? 36% of the market is millennials right now, the largest demographic. And the average millennial of home buyer age is actually... Um, uh, 30, I believe, 32 years old, and they're making $88,000 a year, which is up uh, substantially. It's yeah, up. I'd say so. Yeah, it was $80,000 last year. Now wow. Eight grand. Wow, that's okay. That's huge. So I, I feel like the economy is great. Things are, are going well. Um, but I do believe that home prices are going to be escalating probably around 3 to 5% over the course of 2019 versus, you know, this huge 11% increase. Here's another fun fact for you. Warren Buffett, okay? Now, if if anybody knows anything about finances, they know who Warren Buffett is, right? Correct. The Oracle of Omaha, yeah. they call him, right? This guy, he's brilliant, right? He knows how to play the stock market better than anybody. He even knows how to play the housing market, right? He owns Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, which is a, a huge brokerage nationwide, one of the biggest. And his home was put on the market and it was dropped in price because it did not sell. It dropped $3.1 million in listing price, and it's been sitting on the market for 18 months. Wow. That's Warren Buffett. Yeah. And that's a huge chunk of a uh, little dough right there <laughs> yeah, to drop 3.1, you say? That's a huge chunk of dough. So uh, around the country, sales are down seven-tenths of a percent, okay? So um, there's a lot of other reasons for that that I think our listeners should know about. And um, I do believe it's because the inventory was so tight for so long. And I think the inventory does have a part of that. A lot of our buyers were pretty pissed off. They were like walking away. They were like, you know what? I'm good. I can't find anything. And now we're getting them back in and looking, but rates are a little bit higher. So now they got a little bit of sticker shock. So um, prices on homes that they're looking at could be up 50, 75 bucks per month as what they were paying before. You know, and the median price of homes is still increasing. Again, it's still increasing. We do anticipate that home prices again are going to continue to increase about three to five percent in 2019 uh, across the country, and especially here in Rhode Island, we've got a really healthy seller's market. But again, 2018, 11 percent growth—that's huge, unprecedented. I don't think it can continue like that. So again, you know, Warren Buffett, if Warren Buffett's home came down in price, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see the luxury market kind of take a little bit of uh, a little bit of a hit before anything else. And usually stuff happens west and then moves east in the real estate market. I don't know. So we're talking like California, like Texas, even some of like the hottest markets in the country, San Jose, Los Angeles, all of those places, which were really like moving. A lot of people can no longer afford to live in those places. So they're literally moving out like they're moving out Midwest. Yeah. Midwest is like booming right now. And it's so funny how this happens. The Northeast, Boston, Providence, Connecticut, um, you know, New Hampshire real estate is really fantastic right now for sellers, but it's becoming, it's not a buyer's market yet, but it's becoming more and more friendly for buyers because there is now an increased amount of inventory um, than there was. I mean, we were down to historic lows. We were down to historic lows in the winter. 
and uh, and and it's nice to go out there now with buyers, and they have a little bit more of a selection. Definitely, definitely. Right? So, what do you think is causing the rise uh, of buyers in the Midwest? The rise of buyers in the Midwest would be opportunity. I think because the economy is growing, it's really growing there, and the prices are so much less expensive for a home. Oh, I mean, you're looking. You know, I don't have the information in front of me for exact numbers, but you know, in California, a home that would cost you, you know, six seven hundred thousand dollars would would probably be about two fifty exactly. here in Rhode Island. Exactly, I right? wholeheartedly agree. Talking about even more mid Midwest, like even markets though, like Colorado, Denver, Colorado, and whatnot have uh, have started to to slow down a bit. They, but and and I'm I mean I'm talking more maybe east than Midwest over there, if, if that makes any sense. Sorry, Facebook. So um, it's kind of difficult doing all this. The Facebook, yeah, this I got people calling me. It's a, a lot going on at once. It definitely is. It really is. So um, but. Either, either way, needless to say, it's uh, it's going to be a better time to buy. Still a great time to sell. If you have questions, give me a call. We can get into more detail on the phone or in person um, because every different neighborhood is its own market as well. You've got to keep that in mind, okay? it's uh, Things can be very different from neighborhood to neighborhood, from home to home, the condition of your home. All of that goes into pricing. It's not just a go on Zillow and get a Zestimate or you know go on one of those websites, get an automated value. That's what to list your home at. Don't want to do that. You could be leaving some serious moolah, serious coin on the table. So 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. Give me a call or text me. I'll walk you through the process. This is the Roundtable. Real Estate Simplified airing right here on News Radio 920 and iHeartRadio WHJJ. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable. Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking a seat with us at the Roundtable. This is Emilio Despirito, your real estate agent and local resource here in Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts. And one of the things I promised our listeners was to bring on some top dog industry level people from around the country to really give us a look from 10,000, you know, feet away, you know, from like that satellite view to really let us know what's going on. We want to be your unbiased source for everything real estate. So if you're buying, selling, investing, if you're a realtor, whatever it is, this is your resource. Check out theroundtableradio.com. Make sure to follow us on all types of social media. We are giving you fresh content weekly, okay? So on the line with us, I'm excited to have Todd Sumney. He's our chief industry officer at HomeSmart Professionals. This guy is top dog, let me tell you. He worked for companies like Ritz-Carlton Hotels, Microchip Technologies, Franklin Covey, Dole Foods, and now is leading the way, paving the way for technology and marketing at HomeSmart Professionals. Todd, thanks for being on air with us. Oh, thank you, Emilio. That is way too kind. I'm going to have to send you a check in the mail. You're being too nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're welcome, Todd. I I meant all of it. So, Todd, today we wanted to talk about the value of a realtor, and I think that's a fantastic, fantastic subject, Uh, and appreciate you talking about that today. Awesome. Awesome. I do, too. I mean, I guess, you know, with with what I see in the industry, is that there's all this buzz and all this news about different technologies that are happening in the industry or, you know, consumers that 
you know, different tools and different things for consumers. And I just, I follow a lot of data. In marketing, you have to research data and look at reports and look at trends. And I just had some real interesting insights that I thought I would share with you and with the group and, you know, just talk about, because to me, it all just shows that the, a realtor is becoming more important, more relevant, more value every single day, mm-hmm. actually not less important, which is really kind of interesting. So some oh. some people, I, I can't wait to hear your take because some people may argue and say, you know what, I can go ahead and do an entry-only listing, slap my home on MLS, throw this thing for sale by owner. And Todd, I'm not going to throw out the statistic that the average, well, I, I am, I guess, the average home sold by for sale by owner is $190,000 versus $259,000 by a realtor, um, according correct. to National Association is, of Realtors. but. Yeah. And that number is even larger than it was last year. Wow. So in other words, the year before, it was there was less of a delta. And what you just talked about, the number actually increased this year. Wow. Um, so the number you just gave out was accurate. It's correct. That's according to the National Association of Realtors. Wow, that's great. So what are your other yeah. thoughts on why, why, why is a realtor so valuable? Let's say I'm a home buyer or a home seller. Why is hiring a live person, a realtor, so valuable versus you know, having a computer or some random website or something do it? Well, okay, so when you're talking in marketing, you know, you're talking about averages. And averages over the years, um, so averages are always, they sound a little bit low mm-hmm. because they're taking an average of the entire industry. But the most interesting average to me, is that the average number of homes sold using a realtor to, since 2003, since up to today, has like increased dramatically. Huge. So, in other words, whereas um, 69% of homes, you know, in 2003 were sold, you know, um, using a realtor or something like that, and you know, today it's you know 80%. I don't actually apologize. That's one stat I don't have. In 89. Of it's actually 89%. It, it increased 20%. Right, and that's where, thank you for having that, because that's, that is what has happened, and what, what the reason for that is, okay, there was um, the CEO of Google, he came out in an article one day, he talked about how uh, the number of, the amount of data every day on the internet almost like doubles every two to three days. Yes. And so the more information that is out there, the more that there are consumer websites that have home data housing data, um, that is, that there's a prevalence of, of data and information that's out there. But there's a couple things that are happening. A lot of it's inaccurate. And the more that there is, the harder it is for the consumer to wade through and to really find out what's accurate. Mm-hmm. If a consumer went right now to four different websites to say, give me a value of my home, they would come up with four different prices of the value of their home. Absolutely. Versus where if you were to interview four realtors, I would bet you that the money, that the value of your home, the the estimate of what your home is worth would come in very, very close to each other four different times. I would agree with that. Right. And so what's happening is that the more and more um, data that's out there, the harder it is for the customer to figure out what's real. I mean, how many times have you met with a customer and a customer comes into you with a file folder, a half inch thick of printouts from all these websites. Yeah. And they're like, well, what about this home? And you're like, that home isn't for sale. And you're like, well, <laughs> it's this website's saying it's for sale. Well, it sold seven months ago. And so it's, it's, it's old, accurate data. How about this home? It says it's worth this much money. 
And it could be that home is worth way more than what it's saying, or that home is not worth what they're telling you it is on the web, yeah, right? all the time. That happens probably daily to you with customers, right? Absolutely, yes. So, um, so to me, I think that the, you know, the fact that, that there's all this data that is you know, kind of inaccurate, and there's also so much of it, I just think it speaks to that you really need somebody to help you. Um, and that's where a realtor, I think 99% of the realtors I know all have a servant heart they have a servant attitude, and I know the Despirito team has a servant heart, a servant attitude, and you want to help people. And so you're going to give them the brutal truth, the happy truth, whatever it is, you're going to give them the truth mm-hmm. because you want to honestly help people. Would you, I mean, do you agree with what I'm saying? No, absolutely. It's actually, we, we've got, we written down a code of ethics that we go by on the Despirito team, and it's going to be right up on our wall so the agents, our clients can see it every time. And, and one of them is tell the truth no matter what, no matter how bad it hurts, we're going to give I love it, that. we're going to give it to them truthfully. I love that. Thank I you. love that. And that is, and that is what consumers, you know, that is what consumers need. And it's the same thing, like, you know, I don't know, there's probably, like, legal, there's tons of legal information on the web, and I could do, like, a different legal service, you know, not hire a lawyer. There's so much information that's out there in the law that I don't know. Why would I try to defend myself or crazy. conduct a real estate, tra- you know, a transaction without an expert, you know, who really understands it? Um, I would you know, agree. I also, like, I'm sure that there's probably airplanes that'll fly without a pilot, but mm-hmm. I'm not really willing to fly all the way East Coast to West Coast, you know, without a pilot. There's certain things I want that expert really helping me do what I'm, you know, do what's best for me. Does yeah. that make sense? It, it does make sense. Absolutely. And with 185 steps in the process of selling a home and about 175 steps in the process of buying a home, you know, you can't rely on, on somebody that's not there or a limited service type of listing to really take care of it and make sure that your your hand is held the whole way through and that you come out the other end as good as you would um, without that professional. Right, right. Well, and that's, again, though, where that servant heart really comes into play, too, is I know you and the integrity of your team, and I know that you want to um, make your customers happy and for most of our customers buying or selling real estate is the most expensive purchase or it's the longest term purchase they'll ever make sure and let's say own like a business right Mm -hmm. you know so uh let me tell you there's three things real quick i want to talk about that make the value of a realtor really stand out Mm -hmm. Um, number one we've already been talking about which is about the um the guidance through all of the data and the relevance of data and information and knowledge that is out there in the industry, but helping the customer decipher the data and um, be most accurate um, and make the best investment decision. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, The second thing would have to be an agent's what we call sphere of influence. I would say that, um, and I've been tracking this number, and over the last five years, the number has gone up 1% every year to where last year 81% of transactions that were done through a realtor came through what are called their sphere of influence. It's their network of people that they know. 
Mm-hmm. So they know buyers, they know sellers, they know other realtors, they know brokers, they know companies. You know, they network and they work together. So that realtor has a real reach that just throwing something up on the Internet doesn't have. That's very So you said earlier, somebody says, hey, I could just slap my home up on the Internet yeah. real quick, and I could just, you know, what do I need a realtor for? And I'm telling you, 81% of the time, you need the realtor co- to connect the buyer and the seller together mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that can't be done just through technology or through other ways. Do you, would you agree with that? I would. That's actually really interesting. And, you know, just to add to that point real quick, Todd, it's more than just that. If, if you're helping somebody buy or sell a home and there's some expensive, extensive repairs coming up, that realtor probably knows a very reasonably priced contractor that'll come in and save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars and actually show up. So there's a, a huge intrinsic value that we really can't measure that would go with the realtor's entire sphere of influence, never mind legal help, mortgage help, all of that stuff as well. Right. But even like uh, I know daily your team is working with tons of buyers, mm-hmm. you know, helping people buy homes. Well, when you get a listing and someone who's selling a home, you can often sometimes even connect that seller with a buyer who wants something in exact area because they're in your sphere of influence or in your team's sphere of influence. Or more importantly, in your brokerage's fear, fear of influence. So, We're doing that right now you know, with two with two transactions, Todd. Yeah, I, I, that's, that speaks to the power of the truth of what we're saying. I mean, somebody could be five people down the hall from you that works for the same, you know, uh, real estate brokerage, Home Smart Professionals, and they, um, they have a buyer. Mm-hmm. And you've got a listing, and you connect the two, right? Absolutely. And, and the statistics in the industry will back that up. Um, now, there's one other the third, uh, third thing I want to talk about. Um, so you got the data, you got the agent's sphere of influence, you have the actual fact that they're part of the MLS. Yeah, they're part of the multiple listing service, which um, only realtors can be a part of and have access to. And putting a home into that MLS isn't like putting it into something online. It's actually it's something that's used by real estate professionals, each one of them with their own sphere of influence. Uh, that. So now, all of a sudden, in, in an instant, you're reaching the masses and the mass possibilities of buyers for your home. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a buyer, you're reaching all the homes that you have access, you know, that you should be buying or looking at. Would Absolutely. you agree? Absolutely. I mean, I think there's something over of over 1,400 consumer-related websites that, that we at HomeSmart, when we put the home on MLS, that we reach. Isn't that's that correct. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's then that's um, where we push and we push marketing out to all of those websites um, throughout the world. Um, there's actually a fourth thing, real quick, and sure. that has to do with agent marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, agent marketing, you know how to reach people and how to really truly market a home. So you can guide even like what you said about repairs and different things like that, where you were saying. You're advising someone on how to do, um, you know, how to get their home ready for marketing. Mm-hmm. But you also know how to, I mean, just a moment ago, you were doing a Facebook Live post. Mm-hmm. You are reaching so many people because you know how to do marketing. Absolutely. And, 
and and sometimes the consumer, you know, they if they try to do something on their own, you know, they don't realize all that goes into that. There's a ton that goes into it, absolutely. And we totally appreciate your insights, Todd. Unfortunately, we have to cut to a commercial break, but uh, stay on the line with us real quick when we cut off. I want to talk with you real quick. But again, Todd Subney, Chief Industry Officer of HomeSmart Professionals, one of the fastest growing uh, brokerages nationwide with over 15,000 agents looking uh, to Todd for marketing and technology support. Thanks, Todd, very much. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Thanks. You're very welcome. Hey, we'll be right back here with Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. Mike's going to talk about what do you actually do with that inspection report once you have it, if you're a buyer or a seller. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here. The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified on News Radio 920 and streaming on WHJJ. News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is your show for everything real estate, buying, selling, investing, whatever you're doing, holding. We're going to cover you, okay? So on the line with us, we've got Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. And today we're going to be talking about once you have that home inspection report as a buyer or as a seller, what do you do with it? Mike, welcome back to the roundtable. Hey, thanks for having me on. appreciate that. You bet. You're welcome. Uh, So Mike, so lovely subject. What do you do once you have that report? All right. So let's, let's break it down. What is your home inspection? Your home inspection, whether you're a buyer or a seller, is having somebody like myself go through the house and just tell you everything that there is to know about the house, good, bad, um, maintenance issues, everything. Mm -hmm. And that way, all of the conditions of the house are completely transparent for both the buyer and the seller. And it doesn't matter at this point if you're a buyer or a seller. You just want the most comprehensive piece of information you can about the house. So you Mm -hmm. get this whole report, 50 pages, 60 pages. Some houses need a little bit more work, maybe even 70 pages. Um, so what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that happens all the time. I have people that don't know, all right, I have all this information. What do I do? Do I make that fix everything? If I'm a seller, do I fix everything? And it becomes overwhelming. So I want to slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. and go over what you do with that information. Wonderful. So first off, um, again, the home inspection report is just about transparent information. So if you're buying a house, you know it's not going to be a perfect house unless it's new construction. So you want to just reel your uh, focus in to the big things things that make it difficult for you to insure or occupy or finance the house. Mm-hmm. So these are items that might um, come up on your insurance or your appraisal or whatnot. Things that are going to provide um, uh, or rather result in damage to the home, like leaks, like a leaky roof or leaky plumbing, or things that are going to present injury risk to your family. So safety concerns, like maybe certain electrical problems and things like that. Those are where you want to focus on. You don't want to focus on doors that rub and, and locks on windows that are broken. Certainly, you can get to those. You can take all that other stuff and you can put it down and plan to fix that in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you do if you're a buyer. And those are the type of things, the big things that make it difficult for you to own the house, occupy the house, insure the house, or expensive things that you just don't have the finances to, uh, to remedy. Those are the things that you go back and you negotiate through your real estate agent on. Sure. Now, if you're a seller, you're getting the same inspection. Mm-hmm. And some people get a little bit hesitant to have us come in and do an inspection because they're worried that, oh, my Lord, so we're going to get this inspection. The guy's going to tell me all this stuff is wrong with my house. I really okay. just want to sell this thing. I don't really want to get into a big construction project, and I have, I'm going to have to fix all these things. That's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
you know, you get to uh, a position. I know you've had some listings like this recently where you're getting a great fixer-upper opportunity for somebody, and mm-hmm. the people don't have the finances and maybe just the motivation to go ahead and do some repairs. So you sell the house as a fixer-upper. You don't have to fix everything. You just got to be upfront with what you're selling. Them. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then if if you're a buyer, I'm sorry, if you're a seller that, that has the inclination and the finances to, to do a bigger renovation on a house that you're going to sell, uh, that's fine as long as you're going to realize a return on investment. I wouldn't fix something for $0.10 cents that you're not going to get $0.20 cents on the other end of because it's, it's not worth the hassle, you know? Perfectly put. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's basically the long and short of it. You've got you to gotta take all the information in. And then, again, some things are going to be important enough to fix. As a seller, um, you're going to want to concentrate on the same kind of things that buyers are generally going to ask for. Mm-hmm. So if you have a roof that's leaking, uh, you can't leave it like that. Um, and most buyers are going to ask for it anyway. So that's something you're going to have to take into account. Or if you've got a dangerous situation or um, if your house is ideal for FHA and VA borrowers but has a lot of items that those appraisers are going to flag, those might be some items that you have to address Um or, or not address, but know that, you know, you're going to limit your, your buying pool to people that are, are looking at buying a fixer-upper. Absolutely. And that really gives us the leg up on how to market the home as well. Because if we need to market that home to somebody with a rehabilitation type of loan, then we can start contacting all of the local realtors and the local bankers that deal with that type of process and make sure you're on the right social media channels and websites. Mike, that was awesome information. Um, Mike, what's the best number for somebody to reach you if they have any questions? The best number is my personal cell. It's area code 401-578-4878. HomeInspectorRI.com. Again, HomeInspectorRI.com. Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. Thank you so much for being our uh, inspections correspondent here on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. We'll see you next time. You're welcome, Mike. You too. Thank you. All right, we've got an awesome show still ahead of us. Stay tuned. We've got George Metz with GMETS Moving and Storage talking about not only residential, but commercial moving tips. If you own or run a business or manage something, you're going to want to hear this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified here on News Radio 920 and streaming on WHJJ. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito. Team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. So you can see. Hey, good morning. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We've got Jennifer Jaber with RI Blogger on the line with us, telling us what's happening here in Rhode Island. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're very, you're very welcome. Thanks for being here. So we have some exciting things going on. I guess, you know, we really have to say that summer's over, but the exciting thing is that there's so many fun fall fests coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing, I think a great way to say goodbye to all the beach days that one may have, ha- may have had is the International Coastal Cleanup. Um, it takes place all day on Saturday, September 15th, and it'll bring over 2,000 Rhode Island volunteers together to pick up marine trash from more than 65 miles of beautiful Ocean State shoreline. Awesome. Um, it starts in the upper parts of the Providence River and all the way to Block Island. It's a part of a global effort which involves over 500,000 volunteers cleaning up beaches around the world. Uh, but Save the Bay actually needs volunteers and beach captains to lead cleanups at each site. So it's a great way to say, you know, thanks, Beach, for the whole summer. Yeah. Take care of our environment. 
The Peacedale Block Party 2018 also takes place on September 15th from 2 to 10 p.m. Um, it's filled with fun for all ages. It has games, great food, live music all day. Uh, the Field of Artisans will be there, so you can purchase some of their great artwork. Um, you can climb the rock wall and check out the beer tent. And um, it's hosted by the neighborhood Peacedale Neighborhood Revitali- Revitalization Inc., um, the 31st annual Apple Festival will take place September 15th at Johnston Memorial Park. That's a great introduction to fall. Um, it's from 10 to 5 p.m. It's presented by the Northern Rhode Island Chamber of Commerce. Um, Johnston Memorial Park will be filled with music, laughter, and the scent of apple pie and great food. The event is free and open to the public, and there will be handmade items. Apple pie baking contest, so if you have a great apple pie recipe, you might want to get involved with that. Uh, live entertainment, pony rides, carnival rides, and more. Uh, the following, actually two weekends after that, is the Saturday, September 29th, is the 44th annual Harvest Fair um, at Norman Bird Sanctuary. Sanctuary. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> From 10 to 5 p.m. Um, it's a great family fall event. We try to go every year. Um, activities include the Mabel Express, which is a barrel train ride. There's pony rides, mud pit, midway games, crafters, artisans. Uh, local food and beer, as well as the Harvest Fair Music Festival. It's $7 for adults, $3 for uh, 3 to 12, and kids under 3 are free. Awesome. And last but not least, uh, Saturday, September 22nd, is the Ocean State Oyster Festival at Riverwalk Park in Providence from 1 to 7. Um, It highlights, obviously, oysters and great local food. There's live music, food trucks, activities for kids, culinary exhibitors, um, There'll also be a shocking truck, and children under 12 are free, and partial ticket proceeds go to Save the Bay for after-school programs. So it's a great reason to eat oysters, in my opinion. Love oysters. Some of my favorite meals. Some of my favorite snacks. Oh, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. And you can check it all out on riblogger.com. That's riblogger.com. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. We'll hear from you next week. Thanks. Have a great week. You too. So we're in the studio right now with George Metz with GMetz Moving and Storage. And a lot of our listeners are actually business owners or manage businesses. So we felt it would be useful to not only talk about how they can help you with residential, but also with commercial. And we're going to be talking, we're going to be discussing commercial moving tips Correct. today. Yep. George, welcome. welcome always to always good to be here. Thank you for having me, you Emilio. Bet. And, you bet. You're welcome. Thank uh, you. We've, we've never uh, brought it up in the last, I don't know how many years we've been at this. And, and Two, we, three, yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've never brought up the commercial side of um, GMETS moving and how we can help uh, business owners or managers really uh, figure out the best way to move their business without um, a lot of downtime. Because again, if you're down, uh, you're not making money. Um, expensive. And, and it's expensive if you have an office of just three people and you have to pay them for a move day to come in. You want them working. Um, oh, yeah. So we can provide off-hour moving. Uh, that way it does not affect your hours of operation. So we could do something uh, before you open in the morning, uh, between the 8 and 9 in the morning uh, time frame where you're finished by that time. Or we could do something in the afternoon when you close, uh, again, to mi- minimize the downtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are also ways where um, we can move certain parts of your business. If you're much bigger than that, if you're the uh, 300 people in an office, what phases and what portions can we do um, during off hours or, or non-peak hours for a division? So if you have 
the um, accounting department and they are not open on Tuesday or they open at 12 o'clock on Tuesday, yep. we can do the accounting way before anybody else's move. So we can uh, help you manage what phases of your business should go at what time. Um, we can provide rental equipment as well. So that way you can pack up the belongings um, a few days before the move. So you don't have to worry about that happening mm -hmm. um, last minute or how are we going to get all these boxes? Where are we going to get all this stuff? We drop off um, a bunch of that stuff way before move day. Um, that way you can prepare for the move. What is some of the like the rental equipment that, that somebody could be leasing out from you for a commercial move? So we have uh, rental crates. They're plastic. They have a flip, so you don't have to worry about tape. Oh, yeah, those um, are great. So those are great. You can label on the side of them. Um, always label on the side, no matter if it's a residential or a commercial job. That way we can see exactly where it's going uh, without having to unstack the boxes or the crates. Uh, if you're putting it on the side, the guys can see it from a distance. Um, your staff or, or, again, the homeowner can tell just when the guys walk in the room that it's three living room boxes or it's cubicle 102. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that right from the beginning. Uh, that will minimize the time, um, actually, uh, a fair amount of time uh, unloading four crates to find out where they go versus just pushing them to where they go. Um, and also, it also helps with efficiency because we don't always have to go find the manager or again, the homeowner to say, where do you want this box? Mm -hmm. Where do you want these crates? Uh, we also rent out our dollies and equipment. If you want, if you're moving internal inside of a building uh, from the fifth floor to the seventh floor, and there's things that you can do yourself and you want that, um, ahead of time, we can provide that as well. Um, disconnecting and reconnecting computers, uh, everybody asks what happens there. We can do that for you. We have an outsourced uh, IT department that could come oh, wow. in and also assist with making sure the data and everything is where it needs to be way before we show up. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, so we can disconnect, reconnect, uh, and then again, we, we hire out for the IT to make sure all the wiring is in place. Um, so again, we can definitely help out uh, just as much on the commercial side. If it's residential, you know, when it comes to IT, you're going to be calling either what Cox or Verizon or uh, a local local company like that. But when it comes to the IT um, in your building, uh, again, we can definitely help with all the wiring, the Cat Five systems, and things like that. Or, or Nine, I think they're up to now. Yeah. Uh, I don't stay up with that. I stay up with the moving and the equipment of it. You know, George, it surprises me at the fact that people would actually have their employees move stuff around because I'm looking at that as a liability. Oh, it is. It is. Um, Total liability. When, when uh, the, the ones I like are the um, antique dealers mm -hmm. uh, that have two of their people that are from the showroom, uh, salespeople, or, or really just antique professionals, and they send them out uh, with a pickup truck to oh. pick up these antiques. And it could be raining, and all of a sudden they're, they're showing up. And again, uh, when it comes to real estate, most of the time it's a very small window of uh, get the stuff out and get it usable, yeah. right? Get the space usable. Um, so those are the things. Do you really want to um, have your employees leave the shop, close down, to go pick up an antique from a home? Um, no, you could hire us literally for one piece. Or again, on the commercial side, um, do you want your your office staff moving their computers because it's safer that way. Hmm. Uh, or their, their laptops. Uh, laptops are, are one thing, but a computer system at a desk, is it safer that way? No. Have your, have your staff shut down the computer, 
turn it off. We can come in. We disconnect it. We can set it back up for them and have them up and running um, really with the as minimal dime, downtime as possible. Uh, There's three things that come to my mind that I just need to mention here yep. because I think it's going to totally help you know, the, the listener understands something. So number one, okay, the liability of having somebody pick something up and move it, they could get hurt. Right. Talk about, and TDI is so, right, like a work, work Workman, in, workman's comp, you know, yep. is so darn expensive here in Rhode Island. That's one. Number two, what I see is what if they install something wrong right. or break it, right. which leads to who's now responsible. At least if something was with a with a moving company who's insured and 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 whatnot, you would take care of that, or the IT company would take care of that. And number right. three, the downtime, like you said. Right. I, I, look, you know, I'm a salesperson. I'm not a mover, and I'm definitely not an IT person. Right. Me trying to connect wires to the right spot, turning <laughs> things on, not going to happen. It's going to be a waste. Yep. And that's where that's where really it comes down to you want to be smart about it. Uh, just because you're moving an office of 150 people or more doesn't mean that it's going to be very expensive because you can break it down into smaller phases mm-hmm. over over a time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these bigger jobs, most of the time you have some sort of leeway with timing. Uh, whether you have uh, two weeks in advance of your new space. So, again, you can stop moving over specific departments. Yep. Uh, what departments are always talking to each other? Those are the departments you want to get over at once. Um, the, the departments that are going from billing to accounts receivable, if they're always communicating with each other, you want them to go at the same time. Uh, if you have a call center, and you have to get the call center over, uh, you can't leave the manager behind. So mm. again, those are the things that you want to move at once. Uh, but if there are uh, warehousing and your warehouse department does not have to move, there's a lot of inventory in there, and you know that you have a big order coming up and you're shipping that stuff out, why have us move it if you're just going to end up shipping it out on somebody else's dime anyway? Yeah. Totally. So those are the things that you definitely want to um, look at when you're planning that move. Call us in very early. We can help the whole process, whether it's residential or commercial. Uh, the sooner you call, the better we're going to be able to help you manage the whole move. Uh, whether, again, it's on the residential side and you're getting rid of some antiques or you're just reorganizing the home. Or, again, you're you're on the commercial side and you have to move 150 people in a mm-hmm. weekend um, on your day off or a long weekend. Man. Those are the things that you want to call as soon as possible. That way we can get in there, uh, line up the right steps, make sure that the furniture that you're, that you're bringing in is already set up if mm-hmm. you're going that way with new furniture. Or, again, if you're bringing over the old, uh, how we can uh, help and best describe how we can get through everything one step at a time. And how do they reach you? What's the best number? Best number is the 401-383-6399 is the office, or they could always reach us at gmetsmoving.com. And on every page there's a contact us form um, to get anything going there. Uh, and we normally get back to the emails within, I would say, about 20 minutes or so, phone calls immediately. Awesome. Good stuff. George with George Metz Moving. She met some star moving and storage. <laughs> some been, days I get it confused. Oh, man, I, I get confused my name all the time. Hey, it's been a great <laughs> show today. I'd like to thank Christina, our producer, for being here, making the show happen, as well as George with George uh, G. Metz Moving and Storage. That's yeah, all right. At, I say it all the time. It happens. <laughs> thank you. Jennifer Jaber, our blogger.com. Todd Sumney, our chief industry officer at Home Smart Professionals. And Jennifer Jaber with blogger.com. I already said that. Mike auger with patriot home inspections that's who i meant to shout out <laughs> and uh, and you our listeners for going to the roundtableradio.com and tuning in here 
every single week. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Thank God for my life, for the stars and stripes, may freedom forever fly. And the radio Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is your show for everything real estate. We're talking about buying, selling, investing. The market is changing. We're going to be diving into that in this episode, as well as interviewing some key industry players like Chief Industry Officer of HomeSmart Professionals, Todd Sumney. He's got a big job for HomeSmart, and uh, he's in charge of of bringing on new business, new agents, and runs over 15,000 agents. This is a top dog guy you're going to want to hear from. We also have Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections telling you what to do with that home inspection once you have it. And George Metz giving you some moving advice and tips. Thanks for tuning in. If you're on Facebook Live, thank you very much for watching. If you are uh, you know, tuning in for the first time, again, this is your real estate show. Anything you need at any time, call us on our off-air number 401-359-2338. Um, but in the studio right now, we have Christina Marcello, and she is our uh, she is our producer over here. She's also That's a me. real estate agent, so she's a lot of fun to have on the show because we can go back and forth and really educate our our uh, our listeners. Oh yeah, definitely, always fun, Amelia, on yeah. both sides of the coin here. Definitely. So I'm used to Christina. I'm used to having my these on, and yeah. I can hear you loud and clear with it. <laughs> this is kind of different. Oh, like sorry, I, sorry. I'll no, speak no, up a little. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Very good. So, um. The market is changing. Things are shifting. Uh, you know, we're seeing things actually start from the top down as far as sales prices go. Okay, um, check this out. Right over the past month, over the past month, over one billion with a B, Ooh. not million, over one billion dollars in price reductions across the country. Okay. Wow. Now we're seeing prices. What does that mean? We're seeing people list their homes and instead of selling them at those crazy high prices, they're now taking them down. I think a huge thing right now is prices are coming down. They're being reduced for the simple fact that people are putting their homes on the market too high in price. I think there's a little bit less demand out there right now, especially because of the back to school time. Exactly. And because a lot of people now have money and they're going on vacations. So I don't necessarily think that the housing market is going to collapse, as some people may say. But I do think that we're coming to the point now where prices are at an all-time median high. I mean, they're higher now than where they were in 2000. And five, six, and seven, and that's really darn high. So when you mix that with increased mortgage rates, I think that things have to start kind of escalating at a, a slower, lower pace. Because look at year over year, we're about eleven percent higher in price on the median home here in Rhode Island, and I know Massachusetts, a neighbor of Massachusetts. You know they're seeing huge price increases as well. So right, right. So we can't continue growing at such a pace. It just doesn't work. Realistically, what I see happening is I see, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily see prices coming down no, right no. now. I think it would take something like of an international, like crazy level. Like, I mean, a- anything can cause that, right? Um, right. A drastic decrease, which is not what we're talking about. Yeah. But because the, the last decrease that happened in 2008, yeah. right? And then we finally hit our bottom 2012 was because of predatory lending. We don't have that right now. The buyers that are out there right now are actually qualified and are 
are actually earning an income. Check this fact out, right? 36% of the market is millennials right now, the largest demographic. And the average millennial of home buyer age is actually um, uh, 30, I believe, 32 years old, and they're making $88,000 a year, which is up. Uh, substantially, it's yeah, all, I'd say so. Yeah, it was eighty thousand dollars last year. Now. Wow, oh, eight grand. Wow, that's okay. That's huge. So I, I feel like the economy is great. Things are, are going well, um, but I do believe that home prices are gonna be escalating probably around three to five percent over the course of two thousand and nineteen. Versus you know this huge eleven percent increase. Here's another fun fact for you: Warren Buffett. Okay, now if if Anybody knows anything about finances, they know who Warren Buffett is, right? Correct. The Oracle of Omaha, yeah. they call him, right? This guy, he's brilliant, right? He knows how to play the stock market better than anybody. He even knows how to play the housing market, right? He owns Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, which is a huge brokerage nationwide, one of the biggest. And his home was put on the market, and it was dropped in price because it did not sell. It dropped $3.1 million in listing price, and it's been sitting on the market for 18 months. Wow. That's Warren Buffett. Yeah. And that's a huge chunk of a uh, little dough right there <laughs> yeah, to drop 3.1, you say? That's a huge chunk of dough. So uh, around the country, sales are down seven-tenths of a percent, okay? So um, there's a lot of other reasons for that that I think our listeners should know about, and um, I do believe it's because the inventory was so tight for so long, and I think the inventory does have a part of that. A lot of our buyers were pretty pissed off. They were like walking away. They were like, you know what? I'm good. I can't find anything. And now we're getting them back in and looking, but rates are a little bit higher. So now they got a little bit of sticker shock. So um, prices on homes that they're looking at could be up 50, 75 bucks per month as what they were paying before. You know, and the median price of homes is still increasing. Again, it's still increasing. We do anticipate that home prices, again, are going to continue to increase about three to five percent in 2019 uh, across the country, and especially here in Rhode Island. We've got a really healthy seller's market, but again, 2018, 11 percent growth. That's huge, unprecedented. I don't think it can continue like that. So again, you know, Warren Buffett, if Warren Buffett's home came down in price, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see the luxury market kind of take a little bit of uh, a little bit of a hit before anything else. And usually stuff happens west and then moves east in the real estate market. I don't know. So we're talking like California, like Texas, even some of like the hottest markets in the country, San Jose, Los Angeles, all of those places which were really like moving. A lot of people can no longer afford to live in those places places. So they're literally moving out like they're moving out Midwest. Yeah. Midwest is like booming right now. And it's so funny how this happens. The Northeast, Boston, Providence, Connecticut, um, you know, New Hampshire real estate is really fantastic right now for sellers. But it's becoming it's not a buyer's market yet, but it's becoming more and more friendly for buyers because there is now an increased amount of inventory um, than there was. I mean, we were down to historic lows. We were down to historic lows in the winter. 
and uh, and and it's nice to go out there now with buyers, and they have a little bit more of a selection. Definitely, definitely. Right? So, what do you think is causing the rise uh, of buyers in the Midwest? The rise of buyers in the Midwest would be opportunity. I think because the economy is growing, it's really growing there, and the prices are so much less expensive for a home. Oh, I mean, you're looking. You know, I don't have the information in front of me for exact numbers, but you know, in California, a home that would cost you, you know, six seven hundred thousand dollars. Would probably be about two fifty exactly. here in Rhode Island. Exactly, I right? wholeheartedly agree. Talking about even more mid Midwest, like even markets though, like Colorado, Denver, Colorado, and whatnot have uh, have started to to slow down a bit. They, but and and I'm I mean I'm talking more maybe east than Midwest over there, if, if that makes any sense. Sorry, Facebook. So um, it's kind of difficult doing all this. The Facebook, yeah, this I got people calling me. It's a, a lot going on at once. It definitely is. It really is. So um, but. Either either way, needless to say, it's uh, it's going to be a better time to buy. Still a great time to sell. If you have questions, give me a call. We can get into more detail on the phone or in person um, because every different neighborhood is its own market as well. You've got to keep that in mind. Okay, it's uh, things can be very different from neighborhood to neighborhood. From home to home, the condition of your home, all of that goes into pricing. It's not just to go on Zillow and get a Zestimate or, you know, go on one of those websites, get an automated value. That's what to list your home at. Don't want to do that. You could be leaving some serious moolah, serious coin on the table. So 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. Give me a call or text me. I'll walk you through the process. This is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified airing right here on News Radio 920 and iHeartRadio WHJJ. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking a seat with us at the Roundtable. This is Emilio Despirito, your real estate agent and local resource here in Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts. And one of the things I promised our listeners was to bring on some top dog industry level people from around the country to really give us a look from 10,000, you know, feet away, you know, from like that satellite view to really let us know what's going on. We want to be your unbiased source for everything real estate. So if you're buying, selling, investing, if you're a realtor, whatever it is, this is your resource. Check out theroundtableradio.com. Make sure to follow us on all types of social media. We are giving you fresh content weekly, okay? So on the line with us, I'm excited to have Todd Sumney. He's our chief industry officer at HomeSmart Professionals. This guy is top dog, let me tell you. He worked for companies like Ritz-Carlton Hotels, Microchip Technologies, Franklin Covey, Dole Foods, and now is leading the way, paving the way for technology and marketing at HomeSmart Professionals. Todd, thanks for being on air with us. Oh, thank you, Emilio. That is way too kind. I'm going to have to send you a check in the mail. You're being too nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're welcome, Todd. I I meant all of it. So, Todd, today we wanted to talk about the value of a realtor, and I think that's a fantastic, fantastic subject, Uh, and appreciate you talking about that today. Awesome. Awesome. I do, too. I mean, I guess, you know, with with what I see in the industry is that there's all this buzz and all this news about different technologies that are happening in the industry or, you know, consumers that, 
you know, different tools and different things for consumers. And I just, I follow a lot of data. In marketing, you have to research data and look at reports and look at trends. And I just had some real interesting insights that I thought I would share with you and with the group and, you know, just talk about, because to me, it all just shows that the, a realtor is becoming more important, more relevant, more value every single day, mm-hmm. actually not less important, which is really kind of interesting. So some oh. some people, I, I can't wait to hear your take because some people may argue and say, you know what, I can go ahead and do an entry-only listing, slap my home on MLS, throw this thing for sale by owner. And Todd, I'm not going to throw out the statistic that the average, well, I, I am, I guess, the average home sold by for sale by owner is $190,000 versus 259000 by a realtor, um, according correct. to National Association is, of Realtors. But And that number is even larger than it was last year. Wow. So in other words, the year before, it was there was less of a delta. And what you just talked about, the number actually increased this year. Wow. Um, So the number you just gave out was accurate. It's correct. That's according to the National Association of Realtors. Wow, that's great. So what are your other yeah. thoughts on why 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 is a realtor so valuable? Let's say I'm a home buyer or a home seller. Why is hiring a live person, a realtor, so valuable versus, you know, having a computer or some random website or something do it? Well, okay, so when you're talking in marketing, you know, you're talking about averages and averages over the years. Um, so averages are always, they sound a little bit low mm-hmm. because they're taking an average of the entire industry. But the most interesting average to me, is that the average number of homes sold using a realtor to, since 2003, since up to today, has like increased dramatically. Huge. So, in other words, whereas um, 69% of homes, you know, in 2003 were sold, you know, um, using a realtor or something like that, and you know, today it's you know 80%. I don't actually apologize. That's one stat I don't have in 89. Front of me. It's okay. actually 89%. It, it increased 80%. 20%. Right, and that's where, thank you for having that, because that's, that is what has happened. And what, what the reason for that is, okay, there was um, the CEO of Google, he came out in an article one day, he talked about how uh, the number of, the amount of data every day on the Internet almost like doubles every two to three days. Yes. And so the more information that is out there, the more that there are consumer websites that have home data housing data, um, that is, that there's a prevalence of, of data and information that's out there. But there's a couple things that are happening. A lot of it's inaccurate. And the more that there is, the harder it is for the consumer to wade through and to really find out what's accurate. Mm-hmm. If a consumer went right now to four different websites to say, give me a value of my home, they would come up with four different prices of the value of their home absolutely versus where if you were to interview four realtors i would bet you that the money that the value of your home the the estimate of what your home is worth would come in very very close to each other four different times yeah i would agree with that right and so what's happening is that that more and more um, data that's out there the harder it is for the customer to figure out what's real i mean how many times have you met with a customer and a customer comes into you with a file folder, a half inch thick of printouts from all these websites. Yeah. And they're like, well, what about this home? And you're like, that home isn't for sale. And you're like, well, <laughs> this website's saying it's for sale. Well, it sold seven months ago. And so it's, it's, it's old, accurate data. How about this home? It says it's worth this much money. 
And it could be that home is worth way more than what it's saying, or that home is not worth what they're telling you it is on the web, right? All the time. That happens probably daily to you with customers, right? Absolutely, yes. So, um, so to me, I think that the you know the fact that, that there's all this data that is you know kind of inaccurate, and there's also so much of it. I just think it speaks to that you really need somebody to help you, um, and that's where a realtor. I think ninety nine percent of the realtors I know all have a servant heart. They have a servant attitude, and I know the Despirito team has a servant heart, a servant attitude, and you want to help people. And so you're going to give them the brutal truth, the happy truth, whatever it is, you're going to give them the truth mm-hmm. because you want to honestly help people. Would you, I mean, do you agree with what I'm saying? No, absolutely. It's actually, we, we've got, we've written down a code of ethics that we go by on the Desperado team, and it's going to be right up on our wall so the agents, our clients can see it every time. And, and one of them is, tell the truth no matter what, no matter how bad it hurts, we're going to give I love it. that. We're going to give it to them truthfully. I love that. Thank I you. love that. And that is and that is what consumers, you know, that is what consumers need. And it's the same thing like, you know, I don't know, there's probably like legal there's tons of legal information on the web and I could do like a different legal service, you know, not hire a lawyer. There's so much information that's out there in the law that I don't know. Why would I try to defend myself it's or crazy. conduct a real estate tran- you know, a transaction without an expert, you know, who really understands it. Um, I would you know, agree. I also, like, I'm sure that there's probably airplanes that'll fly without a pilot, but mm-hmm. I'm not really willing to fly all the way east coast to west coast, you know, without a pilot. There's certain things I want that expert really helping me do what I'm, you know, do what's best for me. Does yeah. that make sense? It, it does make sense, absolutely. And with 185 steps in the process of selling a home and about 175 steps in the process of buying a home, you know, you can't rely on, on somebody that's not there or a limited service type of listing to really take care of it and make sure that your your hand is held the whole way through and that you come out the other end as good as you would um, without that professional. Right, right. Well, and that's, again, though, where that servant heart really comes into play, too, is I know you and the integrity of your team, and I know that you want to um, make your customers happy. And for most of our customers, buying or selling real estate is the most expensive purchase or it's the longest-term purchase they'll ever make. Sure. And let's say on, like, a business, right? Mm -hmm. You know? So uh, let me tell you, there's three things real quick I want to talk about that make the value of a realtor really stand out. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, we've already been talking about, which is about the, um, the guidance through all of the data and the relevance of data and information and knowledge that is out there in the industry, but helping the customer decipher the data and um, be most accurate um, and make the best investment decision. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, the second thing would have to be an agent's what we call sphere of influence. I would say that, um, and I've been tracking this number, and over the last five years, the number has gone up 1% every year to where last year 81% of transactions that were done through a realtor came through what are called their sphere of influence. It's their network of people that they know. 
Mm-hmm. So they know buyers, they know sellers, they know other realtors, they know brokers, they know companies, you know, they network and they work together. So that realtor has a real reach that just throwing something up on the internet doesn't have. That's very So you said earlier, somebody says, hey, I could just slap my home up on the internet yeah. real quick and I could just, you know, what do I need a realtor for? And I'm telling you, 81% of the time you need the realtor co- to connect the buyer and the seller together mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that can't be done just through technology or through other ways. Do you, would you agree with that? I would. That's actually really interesting. And, you know, just to add to that point real quick, Todd, it's more than just that. If, if you're helping somebody buy or sell a home and there's some expensive, extensive repairs coming up, that realtor probably knows a very reasonably priced contractor that'll come in and save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars and actually show up. So there's a, a huge intrinsic value that we really can't measure that would go with the realtor's entire sphere of influence, never mind legal help, mortgage help, all of that stuff as well. Right. But even like uh, I know daily your team is working with tons of buyers, mm-hmm. you know, helping people buy homes. Well, when you get a listing and someone who's selling a home, you can often sometimes even connect that seller with a buyer who wants something in exact area because they're in your sphere of influence or in your team's sphere of influence or more importantly, in your brokerage's sphere, sphere of influence. We're so, doing that right now you know, with two with two transactions, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, that speaks to the power of the truth of what we're saying. I mean, somebody could be five people down the hall from you that works for the same you know, uh, uh, real estate brokerage, HomeSmart Professionals, and they, um, they have a buyer. Mm-hmm. And you've got a listing, and you connect the two, right? Absolutely. And, and the statistics in the industry will back that up. Um, now, there's one other the third, uh, third thing I want to talk about. Um, so you got the data. you got the agent's sphere of influence. You have the actual fact that they're part of the MLS. Yep. They're part of the multiple listing service, which um, only realtors can be a part of and have access to. And putting a home into that MLS isn't like putting it into something online. It's actually, it's something that's used by real estate professionals, each one of them with their own sphere of influence. Uh, that, so now, all of a sudden, in, in an instant, you're reaching the masses and the mass possibilities of buyers for your home. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a buyer, you're reaching all the homes that you have access, you know, that you should be buying or looking at. Would Absolutely. you agree? Absolutely. I mean, I think there's something over of over 1,400 consumer-related websites that, that we at HomeSmart, when we put the home on MLS, that we reach. Isn't that's that correct. correct? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, then that's um, where we push and we push marketing out to all of those websites um, throughout the world. Um, there's actually a fourth thing, real quick, and sure. that has to do with agent marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, agent marketing you know how to reach people and how to really, truly market a home. So you can guide even like what you said about repairs and different things like that, where you're saying you're advising someone on how to do, um, you know, how to get their home ready for marketing. Mm -hmm. But you also know how to, I mean, just a moment ago, you were doing a Facebook Live post. Mm-hmm. You are reaching so many people because you know how to do marketing. Absolutely. And, 
and and sometimes the consumer, you know, they if they try to do something on their own, you know, they don't realize all that goes into that. There's a ton that goes into it, absolutely. And we totally appreciate your insights, Todd. Unfortunately, we have to cut to a commercial break, but yep. uh, stay yep. on the line with us real quick when we cut off. I want to talk with you real quick. But again, yep. Todd Subney, Chief Industry Officer of Home Smart Professionals, one of the fastest growing uh, brokerages nationwide with over 15,000 agents looking uh, to Todd for marketing and technology support. Thanks, Todd, very much. And uh, Hopefully, we'll hear from you soon. Thanks. You're very welcome. Hey, we'll be right back here with Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. Mike's going to talk about what do you actually do with that inspection report once you have it, if you're a buyer or a seller. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here. The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified on News Radio 920 and streaming on WHJJ. News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is your show for everything real estate, buying, selling, investing, whatever you're doing, holding. We're going to cover you, okay? So on the line with us, we've got Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. And today we're going to be talking about once you have that home inspection report as a buyer or as a seller, what do you do with it? Mike, welcome back to the roundtable. Hey, thanks for having me on. appreciate that. You bet. You're welcome. Uh, so Mike, so lo- lovely subject. What do you do once you have that report? All right. So let's, let's break it down. What is your home inspection? Your home inspection, whether you're a buyer or a seller, is having somebody like myself go through the house and just tell you everything that there is to know about the house, good, bad, um, maintenance issues, everything. Mm -hmm. And that way, all of the conditions of the house are completely transparent for both the buyer and the seller. And it doesn't matter at this point if you're a buyer or a seller. You just want the most comprehensive piece of information you can about the house. So you Mm -hmm. get this whole report, 50 pages, 60 pages. Some houses need a little bit more work, maybe even 70 pages. Um, so what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that happens all the time. I have people that don't know, all right, I have all this information. What do I do? Do I make that fix everything? If I'm a seller, do I fix everything? And it becomes overwhelming. So I want to slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. and go over what you do with that information. Wonderful. So first off, um, again, the home inspection report is just about transparent information. So if you're buying a house, you know it's not going to be a perfect house unless it's new construction. So you want to just reel your uh, focus in to the big things things that make it difficult for you to insure or occupy or finance the house. Mm-hmm. So these are items that might um, come up on your insurance or your appraisal or whatnot. Things that are going to provide um, uh, or rather result in damage to the home, like leaks, like a leaky roof or leaky plumbing, or things that are going to present injury risk to your family. So safety concerns, like maybe certain electrical problems and things like that. Those are where you want to focus on. You don't want to focus on doors that rub and, and locks on windows that are broken. Certainly, you can get to those. You can take all that other stuff and you can put it down and plan to fix that in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you do if you're a buyer. And those are the type of things, the big things that make it difficult for you to own the house, occupy the house, insure the house, or expensive things that you just don't have the finances to, uh, to remedy. Those are the things that you go back and you negotiate through your real estate agent on. Sure. Now, if you're a seller, you're getting the same inspection. Mm-hmm. And some people get a little bit hesitant to have us come in and do an inspection because they're worried that, oh, my Lord, so we're going to get this inspection. The guy's going to tell me all this stuff is wrong with my house. I really yeah. just want to sell this thing. I don't really want to get into a big construction project, and I have, I'm going to have to fix all these things. That's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
you know, you get to uh, a position. I know you've had some listings like this recently where you're getting a great fixer-upper opportunity for somebody, mm-hmm. and the people don't have the finances and maybe just the motivation to go ahead and do some repairs. So you sell the house as a fixer-upper. You don't have to fix everything. You just got to be upfront with what you're selling. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then if if you're a buyer, I'm sorry, if you're a seller that, that has the inclination and the finances to, to do a bigger renovation on a house that you're going to sell, uh, that's fine as long as you're going to realize a return on investment. I wouldn't fix something for $0.10 cents that you're not going to get $0.20 cents on the other end of. Perfect. It's, it's not worth the hassle, you know? Perfectly put. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, that's that's basically the long and short of it. You've got you to gotta take all the information in. And then, again, some things are going to be important enough to fix. As a seller, um, you're going to want to concentrate on the same kind of things that buyers are generally going to ask for. Mm-hmm. So if you have a roof that's leaking, uh, you can't leave it like that. Um, and most buyers are going to ask for it anyway. So that's something you're going to have to take into account. Or if you've got a dangerous situation or um, if your house is ideal for FHA and VA borrowers, but has a lot of items that those appraisers are going to flag, those might be some items that you have to address um, or, or not address, but know that, you know, you're going to limit your, your buying pool to people that are, are looking at buying a fixer-upper. Absolutely. And that really gives us the leg up on how to market the home as well, because if we need to market that home to somebody with a rehabilitation type of loan, then we can start contacting all of the local realtors and the local bankers that deal with that type of process and make sure you're on the right social media channels and websites. Mike, that was awesome information. Um, Mike, what's the best number for somebody to reach you if they have any questions? The best number is my personal cell. It's area code 401 578 HomeInspectorRI.com. Again, HomeInspectorRI.com. Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. Thank you so much for being our uh, inspections correspondent here on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. We'll see you next time. You're welcome, Mike. You too. Thank you. All right, we've got an awesome show still ahead of us. Stay tuned. We've got George Metz with GMETS Moving and Storage talking about not only residential but commercial moving tips. If you own or run a business or manage something, you're going to want to hear this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified here on News Radio 920. It's streaming on WHJJ. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. So you can see Hey, good morning. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We've got Jennifer Jaber with RI Blogger on the line with us, telling us what's happening here in Rhode Island. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're very you're very welcome. Thanks for being here. So we have some exciting things going on. I guess, you know, we really have to say that summer's over, but the exciting thing is that there's so many fun fall fests coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing, I think a great way to say goodbye to all the beach days that one may have, ha- may have had is the International Coastal Cleanup. Um, it takes place all day on Saturday, September 15th, and it'll bring over 2,000 Rhode Island volunteers together to pick up marine trash from more than 65 miles of beautiful Ocean State shoreline. Awesome. Um, it starts in the upper parts of the Providence River and all the way to Block Island. It's a part of a global effort which involves over 500,000 volunteers cleaning up beaches around the world. Uh, but Save the Bay actually needs volunteers and beach captains to lead cleanups at each site. So it's a great way to say, you know, thanks, Beach, for the whole summer. Yeah. Take care of our environment. 
The Peacedale Block Party 2018 also takes place on September 15th from 2 to 10 p.m. Um, it's filled with fun for all ages. It has games, great food, live music all day. Uh, the Field of Artisans will be there, so you can purchase some of their great artwork. Um, you can climb the rock wall and check out the beer tent. And um, it's hosted by the neighborhood Peacedale Neighborhood Revitali- Revitalization, Inc., Mm-hmm. Um, the 31st annual Apple Festival will take place September 15th at Johnston Memorial Park. So it's a great introduction to fall. Um, it's from 10 to 5 p.m. It's presented by the Northern Rhode Island Chamber of Commerce. Um, Johnston Memorial Park will be filled with music, laughter, and the scent of apple pie and great food. The event is free and open to the public, and there will be handmade items. Apple pie baking contest, so if you have a great apple pie recipe, you might want to get involved with that. Uh, live entertainment, pony rides, carnival rides, and more. Uh, the following, actually two weekends after that, is Saturday, September 29th, is the 44th annual Harvest Fair um, at Norman Bird Sanctuary. Sanctuary. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> From 10 to 5 p.m. Um, it's a great family fall event. We try to go every year. Um, activities include the Mabel Express, which is a barrel train ride. There's pony rides, mud pit, midway games, crafters, artisans. Uh, local food and beer, as well as the Harvest Fair Music Festival. It's $7 for adults, $3 for uh, 3 to 12, and kids under 3 are free. Awesome. And last but not least, uh, Saturday, September 22nd, is the Ocean State Oyster Festival at Riverwalk Park in Providence from 1 to 7. Um, it highlights, obviously, oysters and great local food. There's live music, food trucks, activities for kids, culinary exhibitors, um, There will also be a shocking truck, and children under 12 are free, and partial ticket proceeds go to Save the Bay for after-school programs. So it's a great reason to eat oysters, in my opinion. Love oysters. Some of my favorite meals. Some of my favorite snacks. So good. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. And you can check it all out on riblogger.com. That's riblogger.com. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. We'll hear from you next week. Thanks. Have a great week. You too. So we're in the studio right now with George Metz with GMetz Moving and Storage. And a lot of our listeners are actually business owners or manage businesses. So we felt it would be useful to not only talk about how they can help you with residential, but also with commercial. And we're going to be talking, we're going to be discussing commercial moving tips. Correct. Today. Yep. George, welcome. welcome always to always good to be here. Thank you for having me, you Emilio. Bet. And, you bet. You're welcome. Thank uh, you. We've, we've never uh, brought it up in the last, I don't know how many years we've been at this. And, and Two, we, three. Yeah. yeah we've, uh, we've never brought up the commercial side of um, GMETs moving and how we can help uh, business owners or managers really uh, figure out the best way to move their business without um, a lot of downtime. Because again, if you're down, uh, you're not making money. Um, expensive. And, and it's expensive if you have an office of just three people and you have to pay them for a move day to come in. You want them working. Um, oh, yeah. So we can provide off-hour moving. Uh, that way it does not affect your hours of operation. So we could do something uh, before you open in the morning, uh, between the 8 and 9 in the morning uh, time frame where you're finished by that time. Or we could do something in the afternoon when you close, uh, again, to mi- minimize the downtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are also ways where um, we can move certain parts of your business. If you're much bigger than that, if you're the uh, 300 people in an office, what phases and what portions can we do um, during off hours or, or non-peak hours for a division? So if you have 
the um, accounting department and they're not open on Tuesday or they open at 12 o'clock on Tuesday, yep. we can do the accounting way before anybody else's move. So we can uh, help you manage what phases of your business should go at what time. Um, we can provide rental equipment as well. So that way you can pack up the belongings um, a few days before the move. So you don't have to worry about that happening mm -hmm. um, last minute or how are we going to get all these boxes? Where are we going to get all this stuff? We drop off um, a bunch of that stuff way before move day. Um, that way you can prepare for the move. What is some of the like the rental equipment that, that somebody could be leasing out from you for a commercial move? So we have uh, rental crates. They're plastic. They have a flip, so you don't have to worry about tape. Oh, yeah, those um, are great. So those are great. You can label on the side of them. Um, always label on the side, no matter if it's a residential or a commercial job. That way we can see exactly where it's going uh, without having to unstack the boxes or the crates. Uh, if you're putting it on the side, the guys can see it from a distance. Um, your staff or, or, again, the homeowner can tell just when the guys walk in the room that it's three living room boxes or it's cubicle 102. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that right from the beginning. Uh, that will minimize the time. Um, actually, uh, a fair amount of time um, unloading four crates to find out where they go versus just pushing them to where they go. Um, and also, it also helps with efficiency because we don't always have to go find the manager or again, the homeowner to say, where do you want this box? Mm -hmm. Where do you want these crates? Uh, we also rent out our dollies and equipment. If you want, if you're moving internal inside of a building uh, from the fifth floor to the seventh floor, and there's things that you can do yourself and you want that um, ahead of time, we can provide that as well. Um, disconnecting and reconnecting computers. Uh, everybody asks what happens there. We can do that for you. We have an outsourced uh, IT department that could come oh, wow. in and also assist with making sure the data and everything is where it needs to be way before we show up. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, so we can disconnect, reconnect. Uh, and then again, we, we hire out for the IT to make sure all the wiring is in place. Um, so again, we can definitely help out uh, just as much on the commercial side. If it's residential, you know, when it comes to IT, you're going to be calling either what Cox or Verizon or uh, a local local company like that. But when it comes to the IT um, in your building, uh, again, we can definitely help with all the wiring, the Cat5 systems and things like that, or, or 9, I think they're up to now. Yeah. Uh, I don't stay up with that. I stay up with the moving and the equipment of it. You know, George, it surprises me at the fact that people would actually have their employees move stuff around because I'm looking at that as a liability. Oh, it is. It is. Um, Total liability. When, when uh, the, the ones I like are the um, antique dealers mm -hmm. uh, that have two of their people that are from the showroom, uh, salespeople, or, or really just antique professionals, and they send them out uh, with a pickup truck to oh. pick up these antiques. And it could be raining, and all of a sudden they're, they're showing up. And again, uh, when it comes to real estate, most of the time it's a very small window of uh, get the stuff out and get it usable, yeah. right? Get the space usable. Um, so those are the things. Do you really want to um, have your employees leave the shop, close down, to go pick up an antique from a home? Uh, no, you could hire us literally for one piece. Or again, on the commercial side, um, do you want your your office staff moving their computers because it's safer that way. Hmm. Uh, or their, their laptops. Uh, laptops are, are one thing, but a computer system at a desk, is it safer that way? No. Have your, have your staff shut down the computer, turn it off, 
we can come in, we disconnect it, we can set it back up for them and have them up and running um, really with the as minimal downtime as possible. Uh, There's three things that come to my mind that I just need to mention here yep. because I think it's going to totally help you know, the, the listener understands something. So number one, okay, the liability of having somebody pick something up and move it, they could get hurt. Right. Talk about, and TDI is so, right? Like a work, work Work, workman's comp, you know, is so darn expensive here in Rhode Island. That's one. Number two, what I see is what if they install something wrong right. or break it, right. which leads to who's now responsible. At least if something was with a with a moving company who's insured and 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 whatnot, you would take care of that, or the IT company would take care of that. And number right. three, the downtime, like you said. Right. I, I, look, you know, I'm a salesperson. I'm not a mover, and I'm definitely not an IT person. Right. Me trying to connect wires to the right spot, turning <laughs> things on, not going to happen. It's going to be a waste. Yep. And that's where that's where really it comes down to you want to be smart about it. Uh, just because you're moving an office of 150 people or more doesn't mean that it's going to be very expensive because you can break it down into smaller phases mm-hmm. over over a time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these bigger jobs, most of the time you have some sort of leeway with timing. Uh, whether you have uh, two weeks in advance of your new space. So, again, you can stop moving over specific departments. Yep. Uh, what departments are always talking to each other? Those are the departments you want to get over at once. Um, the, the departments that are going from billing to accounts receivable, if they're always communicating with each other, you want them to go at the same time. Uh, if you have a call center, and you have to get the call center over, uh, you can't leave the manager behind. So, mm. again, those are the things that you want to move at once. Uh, but if there are uh, warehousing and your warehouse department does not have to move, there's a lot of inventory in there and you know that you have a big order coming up and you're shipping that stuff out, why have us move it if you're just going to end up shipping it out on somebody else's dime anyway? Yeah, totally. So those are the things that you definitely want to um, look at when you're planning that move. Call us in very early. We can help the whole process, whether it's residential or commercial. Uh, the sooner you call, the better we're going to be able to help you manage the whole move. Uh, whether, again, it's on the residential side and you're getting rid of some antiques or you're just reorganizing the home. Or, again, you're you're on the commercial side and you have to move 150 people in a mm-hmm. weekend um, on your day off or a long weekend. Man. Those are the things that you want to call as soon as possible. That way we can get in there, uh, line up the right steps, make sure that the furniture that you're, that you're bringing in is already set up if mm-hmm. you're going that way with new furniture. Or, again, if you're bringing over the old, uh, how we can uh, help and best describe how we can get through everything one step at a time. And how do they reach you? What's the best number? Best number is the 401-383-6399 is the office. Or they could always reach us at gmetsmoving.com. And on every page, there's a contact us form um, to get anything going there. Uh, And we normally get back to the emails within, I would say, about 20 minutes or so. Phone calls immediately. Awesome. Good stuff. George with George Metz Moving. She met some star moving and storage. <laughs> some been, days I get it confused. Oh, man, I, I get confused my name all the time. Hey, it's been a great <laughs> show today. I'd like to thank Christina, our producer, for being here, making the show happen, as well as George with George uh, G. Metz Moving and Storage. Yeah, that's all right. At, I say it all the time. It happens. <laughs> thank you. Jennifer Jaber, ariblogger.com. Todd Sumney, our chief industry officer at HomeSmart Professionals. And Jennifer Jaber with ariblogger.com. I already said that. Mike auger with patriot home inspections that's who i meant to shout out <laughs> and uh, and you our listeners for going to the roundtableradio.com and tuning in here 
every single week. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much.